0: Good evening, Traveler, and welcome to the Penumbra. Take your seat, please. Take your seat. The junction lies just ahead, Traveler. If you'll allow me just a moment. (laughs) Well, next stop, Hyperion City. A life-fighting crime cannot come without a few deaths, but the last month has been responsible for more of them that Detective Steele is ready to account for. The Proctor, Yasmin Swift, and now Barton Pollock, security guard at the Museum of Colonized History. In the face of that much misery, all our detective wants to do is stop moving, lest he cause any more. But there's no time for that. Six more lives are on the line now, hostages captured by a piranha-faced gangster and Mayor Pilot Pereira. Detective Steele and Captain Khan have to move, and quickly, or even more may be lost in this bloody pursuit. Our next stop, Juno Steele and the Stolen City.
1: Here's a good one. A cop and an ex-cop get lost in a room full of maps. Sorry. Guess I'm not in a funny mood. Tends to happen right after you get a guy killed. You see anything, Steel? Working on it. A lot of this junk's interfering with the Thea's heat scan, but I think I might be picking up something from that side office there.
2: Yeah, me too, genius. Picking it up with my damn ears. Let's see if we can get closer without murdering someone this time
1: that guy's name is omar khan he's the cop captain of the hcpd's 151st precinct my name's juno Steele. i'm the ex-cop captain of screw-ups responsible for more dead bodies in the last two months than i'd rather count they were accidents not that it matters but believe it or not i wasn't even the worst one in the museum of colonized history's hall of maps that night that honor might have gone to the piranha face gangster who just shot the garden question, or it might have gone to Pilot Pereira, crime boss mayor of Hyperion City.
3: to the message and thinking one of your points needs a little more oof. Slap a hostage around a little. Get the family going, and the 24-hour news cycle will spread this as far as we need.
4: Yeah, I've up a few demands, thanks.
1: A lot of names to keep track of on this case. But while I watched the piranha get ready for her close-up, there was only one name I could think about. Barton Pollock. The security guard we'd killed. He had a name, and it was Barton Pollock. And now he was dead. And that was our fault. Some more than others, but still.
4: Roll it, Mikey. Hey there, creeps. We're just pleased as punch that you've decided to listen to Reason here. And in return, we kept our requests real simple. You get around to him, toot sweet, and maybe our hostages don't have to lose more than a few eyebrows.
5: <laughs>
4: we got a hover hauler set to autopilot to the museum roof in 30 minutes exactly. 16 by 8 by 8, violet as violets, and yellow as a thousand-watt lemon. You're gonna clear a way for it, see? It comes early, someone gets it. It comes late, two-someones gets it. And don't even ask what happens if we see a copper.
3: Well done. A real economy of language you have there. Now, throw me the cons.
4: We've only got 30 minutes.
3: My associates here aren't worried about time, are you? Nope.
6: Only one I think's gotta be worried here is her.
3: Hey, hey now. No reason to get mean. Yet. So... Give me the comms. Your threat about seeing cops was cute. Good for that big, tough look you're so worried about. But it's never going to happen, so I want to make sure the cops who do show are the right ones. See?
2: If I can just figure out how many hostages they've gotten there... It's a slim chance, but still, we got shot.
1: Six hostages. Mm -hmm. He'd six through the wall, say there are eleven people in there. One just handed another a comm, so that's the piranha and pilot. Three more standing around, that's probably the muscle, then six on the floor. They all breathing? Looks like. Hard to tell. That's
2: something, anyways.
3: Target's right where we left it. You can't miss it. It's ten feet tall and heavy as your mother's conscience. Now, if you don't mind, I'm gonna need the office. Officer Yang! It's been too long. Listen, buddy. I'm gonna need a quick favor from you, and I'll pay a hundred credits for every question you don't have. All right, you heard
4: the mayor. Places. Mikey, you're up. We'll meet you by the target. You two help me with the hostages.
2: Ten feet tall, huh? Hand us that lead on a silver pooter. Shut up, I know what I said.
1: That's probably not even enough info to go off of, Captain. If we don't know where the target is, we're going to spend all night looking for it.
2: Yeah, wow, going in without intel sure sounds like a pain that kill killbasa, doesn't it? Good thing nobody duped anybody else into going into a goddamn heist bust blind, deaf, and blind.
1: Look, I'm sorry. Give me my comms back and I'll make it up to you. Huh. Remember Rita, my secretary? She called at the intel last time we met and she probably talked your ear off. Based on the info we've got, she could have the name, make, model, artist, location, and favorite color of that big map thing in a second.
2: Yeah, no thanks. Feeling pretty done with your leads for today, Steele. Feeling a little like every time I trust you, you take my goodwill and shove it all in my face. Get up in my nose like pool chlorine. Burns like a father.
1: Listen, Con, I'm not a bad
2: guy. You know, I don't care. I don't care. Because if you're not a bad guy, then you're something worse, Steele, Reckless, impatient, and any cop who's ready to blow the sting of the century so he can get back at some petty gangster might not be dirty, but he's sure as hell a moron. But- Now shut up! I'm on the comms. <phone rings> Lou, I want you to run a scan on everything in the museum. We're looking for something ten feet tall, heavy as hell, and in the Hall of Maps. Yes, I know the museum is big. Yes, I know it's really, really big. Now shut up and do it! So it's gonna take about ten minutes.
1: Rita could do it in ten seconds. You feel
2: like trying something useful? My Sonia doesn't whine as much as you, steal, And she's a baby.
5: <clears throat>
2: Listen. We've already messed up here once, alright? And that's on both of us. We acted too fast. I-, I didn't check the facts.
1: Too fast? This heist was gonna happen tonight, whether or not we- Someone
2: died because of a steal. Cram that in your skull and smoke it. But not again. We're going to gather intel, we're going to confirm it, and we're not going to move an inch until we can guarantee that nobody gets hurt.
1: Con, that doesn't exist. There aren't any guarantees here. Five thugs in there means too many guns. Six hostages means too many places for those guns to point. We could prep for a thousand years and not get a guarantee. We just need information. We have half an hour. I'm not just going to wait around
5: while... I'm
2: not going to let some dirty-ass cops stumble around and get someone dead. Steal, and that's it. Look, make yourself useful, and get whatever intel you can on our opposition. And stay where I
7: can see you. Got it! Got it.
1: I walked to the corner and peeked through an office window. It was pitch dark for a few seconds.
7: Night vision mode activated.
1: I closed my real eye so I could focus on what the Thea showed. Between the thick plastic of the windows and my pond-scum green night vision, the office looked like the kind of fish tank you'd see in the waiting room for hell. Besides the piranha, there were two other goons in there. One with trillion-colored dreadlocks like a sea anemone and the other with a catfish mustache and wobbling wet lips. The hostages seemed like a mixed bag of unlucky security guards and people grabbed off the street. Fish lips was tying together and raiding their pockets. He nudged Anemone to show her someone's watch, and she crushed his toes with her boot. All three of them were wearing night vision shades big enough to cover everything from their teeth to their hairlines. I heard something thud behind me. When I turned, I saw the third one. Quiet Mike lumbering off in the distance. While Lou was fumbling around on their keyboard, these burglars were going to rob this museum blind. Because there's no such thing as a guarantee in this line of work. Sometimes you can do everything right and people still die. It's rough, but without it, hey, you'd never be able to beat yourself up about the times it really was your fault. Like Yasmin Swift. Like Benton Steele. I looked back at Khan.
2: The lingerie of Commander Robert Cohen? That's the wrong wing, you idiot! I don't care how many snaps and clasps and flaps it's got, we're looking for maps!
1: We were about to let this become our fault. Quiet Mike was alone. This was our chance to start taking him out one by one, and Captain Khan was going to blow it talking to his subordinate about underwear. Khan was. Not me. So while Khan was distracted, I followed Quiet Mike quietly. And maybe I couldn't get intel from Rita, but that didn't mean I was alone.
7: Now displaying Museum of Colonized History Map
1: Who said intel needed to be slow? Khan could waste as much time as he wanted But I didn't have to I had night vision I had a map of the museum I had the world in my retina Until suddenly I didn't
7: Night vision mode error 344362 What? Restoring to most recent Backup Shutting down
1: Damn it, come back, come back But it wouldn't come back The image was frozen And that meant that the eye was stuck on what it had been looking at a few seconds ago I opened my other eye and regretted it immediately It was head splitting Both in that it hurt a lot And it felt like the two halves of my head were about three feet apart One in the past, one in the dark I'd only had the Thea for a month And this was the first time I'd lost it Parts of my mind that hadn't even been there before I met Ramsey suddenly felt lost, flailing, and alone. Then it hit me. My vision was frozen, and that meant the map was still stuck there. If I could figure out where Quiet Mike was headed, I still had a shot. Nonsense names for wings and exhibits jumped out. Early infrastructure, the sewers, and the old subway. Prison Atlas, Middle Corruption Era, Census of Living Tombs. From the name alone, I'd never be able to pick out what they were looking for. Then I saw the room, and it all clicked. With my hand on the wall guiding me, I followed the map the old-fashioned way. Two lefts, one right. Two lefts, one right. Until finally I rounded a corner and saw a sliver of light just ahead of me. The words, Staff Only, Supplies, and Maintenance a moony silver glow on the door. It was quiet, but I knew who was inside. In fact, that was why I knew who was inside. Quiet Mike was pulling out a hover dolly from the storeroom. They didn't have anything to transport that giant map with in the hostage room, and Quiet Mike was big, but not that big. Now I'd gotten the drop on him. So I picked up the wrench by the door and dropped him.
2: Oh, hey, that's smarts!
1: Huh. So he can talk. Well, one down, four... Alright!
2: Hands up and let go of the P.I., you big... Steel! You got a handsome Mike!
1: Yeah, I... Wait, who?
2: Well, his name's Mike, isn't it? And look at that figure. Big, powerful stomach, some arms, an ideal body type.
1: Now that you mention it, you are about the same size as him, aren't you?
2: Don't distract me. You're still in the junk, Steel. You're on my spit list. (laughs) Uh. The hell were you thinking wandering off like that? I had to crawl around on my damn hands and knees with a UV light two inches from my face trying to track the stuff I smeared on your shoes before we got here, worried myself nauseous. You could have gotten yourself killed!
1: But I didn't get killed, and in fact, we're down one goon. Closer to that guarantee you wanted, and you had time to get the intel from Lou. You did get the intel from Lou, right?
2: Of Course I did! Know exactly what they're going to steal and where.
1: You're welcome, then.
2: You're the only person I know who I like less when you do something nice for me, Steele.
1: Try to never do it again. Anyway, you got any plans from here?
2: You're telling me you don't even have a plan?
1: No, I've got one, you're just not gonna like it. What size pants are you?
2: That's none of your business, creepo.
1: Forty two waist, thirty long.
2: That's that, that's amazing.
1: How quiet sorry. Handsome Mike's tag is sticking out of his pants and you look about the same size. Exactly, in fact.
2: Fly me all you want, Steele. I mean it. It's good boost for Hang on, you're right. I don't like this plan.
1: It's called a disguise, Captain.
2: So because you pulled another one of your shoot-first, call-your-lawyer-later plans, you get to play dress-up with me like I'm some kind of action-time marco with all the accessories?
1: I'd say it's more because you blew ten minutes and haven't done anything but complained since. We only have twenty minutes until the hover hauler shows up.
2: There's a lot wrong with this plan, Steele.
1: There's a lot wrong with doing nothing, too. These hostages have seen the mayor robbing a museum. You really think they get to live after this? No, all right,
2: fine, fine. We'll do it your way. But I don't like it.
1: Just shut up and put on the pants, Con. You can tell me what map we're saving on the way there. Quiet Mike's clothes fit Con perfectly, I think. To be honest, it was kind of hard to tell. Half my sight was still lost somewhere else in the museum, and my head felt ready to explode. So we made it as convincing as we could. We pulled Mike's hat down and positioned the night vision shades to cover up as much of Khan's face as possible. Then Con pushed the cart, and I followed, in the dark, behind
2: According to Lou, the only map that fits their target's description is the thinking column of the first voyage. It should be over this way. It's ten feet of solid computer, the navigation system of the first terraforming probe. And get this! To make the processors as conductive as possible, the thing's guts are made of hyper-condensed gold. You melt that down and let it expand, five hundred billion creds of twenty-four karat. That's what Lou thinks. And that's if a collector wouldn't be willing to pay more.
1: And if that thing gets destroyed, do we have to pay the bill? Because it'd take me a while to put together half a trillion. This isn't something we joke
2: about, Steele. I'm not
1: joking. My whole plan kind of relied on pushing this heavy column thing and turning the goons into fish paste.
2: Hang on, got to clean out my ears. Did you just threaten to use a priceless piece of history as a murder weapon in front of a cop?
1: You're going to go to bat for a bunch of gangsters?
2: Of course I am. This is what we got the damn courts for, isn't it? And you're not going to destroy that map either.
1: The map? Who cares if we destroy the stupid map? The people who made it are dead. These hostages are alive. I'm not
2: saying we take the map before the hostages. I'm saying you're pretty quick to assume we only get to choose one, Steele.
1: You can't save everything, Khan. That
2: map means something, Steele. This city's old. It's been around a long time. Like old people.
1: Yeah, I know what old means, thanks.
2: That wasn't a definition, you moron. It was a, what do you call it? Similar. Simile. Smiler. Simile. Old matters because it means you've seen a lot. It's not enough to take down Pereira... We have to make sure there aren't any more Pereiras in the future. That means writing things down, keeping track of them. But it isn't going to be worth a credit if a couple of chuckle skulls 200 years from now decide our record isn't worth saving! <sighs> Hyperion City is the first human colony off Earth. Do you know what that
6: means?
1: That it doesn't use any of the infrastructural solutions to poverty and crime that have been invented in the millennia since and that it never will because all of the people rich enough to do something about the way the city's plan know how to make a buck off all its flaws.
2: That's a very nuanced take and surprisingly succinct. I liked it better when you played dumb.
1: Me too. Can we go back to that? Because so long as we're doing dumb things like risking a bunch of hostages' lives to keep some ancient art project safe, I really prefer to complete that role. Alright.
2: So is there a next step to this plan or do I just keep playing handsome Mike until he retires in 15 years?
1: You just got all upset about my next step, actually, so we're going to go with one you'll like even less. Improvise. Steal. Go in there and follow their plan until you see an opening. Signal me. I'll set up a distraction outside, and while they're busy, you free the hostages.
2: So, what's the signal and the distraction?
1: That's the improv.
2: Nah, of course it is. Can't that stupid cyber eye you're so proud of do something? X-ray vision or shoot a laser or whatever?
1: It's uh, uh no, uh, not not not, not
2: right now. Mm, figures. Only works when it can get you in trouble.
3: Michelangelo. It's about time you got back. What, did you take a bathroom break or something? Actually, uh, What was that? Well, bring that card in and let's get moving. The hauler should be here soon.
2: That was close.
1: Haven't you ever gone undercover before?
2: Really more of a public figure, Steele.
1: Of course you are. Fine. Fine. Just remember your motivation. Talking is bad, human life is worthless, and you want a lot of money. Mike? Now go. <clears throat> uh
2: sorry. <clears throat> uh, yeah.
1: Con followed Pilot into a windowless room, and all I could do was listen.
4: About time you joined us, Mikey. Pull that card over here and help us hoist this, see? Huh? <coughs>
3: There it is. Good work, gang. Now, put some elbow grease into this and get us onto the roof, huh? Don't want to miss our ride.
1: I could see them when they left the office, just barely. The dull yellow glow of the thinking tower. They looked like some ancient caravan selling weapons and wares and people the hostages tied together in a line closest to me marching to death then the piranha fish lips and Khan pushing the captives with their guns and furthest away anemone pushed the golden thinking column while pilot Pereira walked behind hands in their pastel pockets i've seen a lot in this line of work but that that was a nightmare and pilot our mayor was smiling
3: Come on, come on, step it up. Move them like you mean it. Let's go.
4: You'd go a little faster if you helped, pilot.
3: No can do, pal. I'm pushing this big old thing.
6: You ain't even touching it. She is. You keep talking back to the boss like that and I'll drop you off the roof, get me? You wanna try it, clown hair?
1: With the sound like someone shuffling a tin deck of cards, I heard them all draw their guns, and in the red light of their laser targeters, I could almost see them. The piranha with her gun out at anemone. Anemone and fish lips with guns out at the piranha. A classic Neptunian standoff. If you ignored Captain Khan, standing around and looking like he'd been caught with Quiet Mike's pants around his ankles.
6: Where'd your guts go, Mike? Boss Pilot's crew runs on loyalty. I'm not gonna keep listening to her back talk. Uh,
3: <coughs> <coughs> Michelangelo uh. is loyal. The most loyal person I see here, in fact. This is my job, and so far only he's kept his cool. Learn from him.
6: Oh, uh, sure thing, boss. Sorry. Good work,
4: Mike. I guess you weren't kidding, pilot.
3: Your crew really is loyal. Well paid, too. Change your tune a little and you might find out how well paid.
1: (laughs) I thought Khan glanced at me. It was hard to tell in the dark. And when he raised his gun to the piranha, I could tell two things. One, that Quiet Khan had a plan, and two, it wasn't the plan we'd agreed on. Well, I'd ask for improvisation, I guess. Can't complain that I got it.
2: Yeah, hey, let's, you know, shoot her and stuff. Right in the ding-dang eyeballs, right? I can't be the only one, huh?
5: Right?
1: Only, uh, this might sound a little hypocritical, but It would have been nice if he had done his research. Or, you know, acted like anyone besides Omar Khan.
6: Uh, what was that? Holy cow, Mike, you can talk?
3: Have to say, it's news to me, too. I'm disappointed, Michelangelo. That he drew his gun or that he can talk?
1: While they bickered, I tried to figure out what the hell Khan's plan was. I couldn't see any way drawing this much attention worked out for us, not while some hostages might get caught in the crossfire. And he wasn't doing anything about it either, just shuffling awkwardly on his feet like he was about to ask Pilot out for coffee.
6: Who cares? Mike said the first thing tonight that makes any sense!
3: Put. That. Down.
4: Drop the gun or I'll drop you right here and now, Rainbow. Try me! Hey, wow, got
7: real
2: tough and Rumble quickly. Why don't we all set our guns to stun first? It'll be like laser tag. Unless, does anyone have a heart condition? Because then we should do uh, the Mike special, where instead of trying to hit each other, we try to miss.
3: You okay, Mikey? You don't sound so good. No, he doesn't. Take off your night vision shades, Michelangelo. Let us see your face.
1: Khan was sweating bullets and still shuffling nervously on his feet. All
2: eyes were on him.
3: Don't back away, Mike. Give me your shades.
2: Hey, uh, how about that laser tag? Why don't I take the first shot?
4: Put the gun down, Mikey.
1: And then I realized Khan wasn't just shuffling. He was moving, slowly, past pilot, past anemone, so that no matter who shot at him, pilot, fish lips, anemone, the piranha, they couldn't catch the hostages in the crossfire. It was impulsive, it was stupid, and you know what? Turns out I like Khan's style. And just as Khan thought, they all aimed their guns at him. So Khan aimed his gun at the ceiling. And I aimed myself at the hostages.
2: Let's try it now. Three-to-one go!
1: Kondo behind a support column, and then the firefight started.
3: That's not Mikey! Mike would he wouldn't. Yes, I think we've all just about figured that out. Thank you. Get here.
1: While they were distracted, I ran in and untied some hostages. Go, just run and hide. It doesn't matter where. Stay away from us.
6: Boss, the hostages. clam,
4: pilot. Any other ways could it go wrong.
3: Keep your cool until you lose. All right. You take that big gold thing. Wheel plan.
1: I untied the fifth hostage, last in line, and they ran off. But something was wrong. I could feel it. Even if I didn't have time to think about it just then.
3: Found one. Whoa. Come on out, buff. I've got one in my croft hairs.
1: It was fish lips, with a gun in my face, rubbing the two ends of his long, long mustache together with one hand. He smiled. In the dark, a shadow stepped up behind him.
5: Boff
2: You have a heart condition? What? No. Wh- what? Woo. Ooh. Paul's still going. Omar, you old dachshund, you've done it again.
1: You know that even in people with heart conditions, the stun blast only does lasting damage once every ten billion times, right? Don't exaggerate.
2: It's 9.5 billion. Anyway, I saved your rear from Twiddle's McMustache five seconds ago, and this is the thanks I get? Just drop it, alright? We'll talk about why I'm right later. Let's get to the roof, find Pilot, and...
1: Steel? I just realized what felt so wrong. I'd untied five sets of hands, but back in the office, there had been six hostages.
2: Steele, you in there?
1: They didn't leave any hostages back in that room, did they?
2: Uh, no. Why the hell would they? We have to go. What? Jeez, we know where they're going. Can't I take two seconds to catch they my. We still have a hostage, Captain Roof, now. Steele? Steele, hold up!
1: They deactivated the elevator by the time we got to it, so we had to take the stairs. <coughs> <coughs>
2: Stop. Stop just a second. I need a breath. The roof better be closed, Steel.
1: Just four more floors. Keep going. Oh, damn it.
2: This is what happens when you go in without a plan.
1: Actually, Captain, we had a plan. You're the one who went off script, and honestly, it's the first thing all night that's worked.
2: All right, fine. Let's do it again, then. T- take my gun. What? Just do it! You're a better shot, and we both know it. Besides, you got that fancy eye to help you. I'm improvising. Happy...
1: I didn't have time to explain the eye to Khan. Didn't have time to tell him how it felt to have half your vision ripped back thirty minutes in the past, so I didn't. He wanted to talk, I wanted to move, so I took his gun and moved, and he followed. Before we even made it to the roof, I could hear it close by. The hover hauler the piranha had mentioned. They were going to get away, and we were going to lose them. Again. We got onto the roof just in time to see Anemone close the back hatch to the hauler. She was fast. She'd turned and drawn her rifle by the time I'd raised Khan's gun.
6: So. There were two of you. I knew Mike would have drawn his gun. Look here's I can down see at that you, me. anemone! What did you just call me?
2: Huh, we agreed I on mean, that one. She just looks like an anemone. Some people do.
6: Shut up! Shut up. Or else, this poor sap gets it.
1: She pointed her rifle in through the window and grinned.
6: What do you want? I'm getting in the hover hauler now, and I'm flying us out of here. And you two are gonna stay put.
1: She crept around the truck slowly. I could shoot her. That'd be the quick thing to do. Shoot her, hope she wasn't really aiming at the hostage, cross my fingers, but I didn't want to risk it. What options did I have? The car door was open. I wouldn't have time while she opened it. The only moment I saw when I could guarantee she wouldn't be aiming at the hostage was when she couldn't point through the window anymore. The quarter second while she moved the rifle's sight from the back window to the driver's window. I could never make that shot. Not alone. Not alone. With the Thea boosting my reaction time, maybe, but the Thea was gone and I was useless. And in the meantime, there I was, doing exactly what I'd called Khan an idiot for doing. Waiting for a sure thing that was never going to come. She got closer to the break between the windows. And then, like a miracle, it happened.
7: The Thea Spectrum is now online.
1: My sight was back. And I could feel the eye worming into my brain again, making me faster, stronger, an anemone had no idea.
7: Request received. Increasing reaction time. Fire in three, two, one.
2: Ah! Nice shot. Now check your pulse. You stop the hollow.
1: One out of every nine. Bill- Fine, whatever.
2: <laughs> what?
1: what the hell? Ah! Anemone's good. You got pilot? Steal! They're not here, Khan. Not pilot, not the piranha, just the hostage. What?
2: That can't be right. Lou! It's Khan! What? Turn it up already. I can't hear him. Say, say that one more time, Lieutenant. I
6: said the map is gone, Captain! The map is gone!
2: No, it's not! I'm looking at it right now! With
6: all the noise from the first alarm, I missed it, but another alarm went off about a minute after your firefight, Captain. Another map. They, they took a different map! What map? Just tell us what map. Don't yell at him. Where's Pilot? There's footage. One of the security cameras by the back door was still active. Mayor Pereira and some gangster ran out together.
2: Didn't they get caught by the blockade?
6: Those officers just didn't show up, Captain. Mayor Pereira slipped right through. Of
2: course they did. And what map did they take?
6: The plans of the first Hyperion subway system. It's all in a little drive, fit in your pocket easily, but it covers the whole city. Worth anything? Not that I know of. Not got historical value, anyway.
2: All right. Lou? I need you to pick us up on the roof pronto. Use the squad card to blend in. I'll pretend to arrest Steele, and then we'll get the hell out of here before anyone can process him.
6: Yes, Captain.
1: Con, I'm... I'm sorry. Hmm? For what? It happened just like you said it would. I blew your sting.
2: A little too busy for a pity party, Steele. Save it. But... You're not the only one feeling guilty now. So suck it up. Look, if we hadn't rushed in, they would have gotten away with both maps and six lives. I've been stalling this off for months, waiting for my guarantee. Would have kept waiting for years, probably. You're the only reason this sting even got stung in the first place.
1: But I blew it.
2: Well, sometimes people who get things done blow it, Steel. Sometimes they don't. Maybe next time we'll be in column B. But sitting around and criticizing instead of acting, didn't do any goddamn good either. Here's your comms. I'm going to lay low with the family for a while until Luke can smooth this over. I'm going to recommend you do the same. Let's never work together again, alright? You sizzle my damn giblets, I swear.
1: Yeah, same. I... I think... I sent Con and Ramsey's copies of the recording I'd taken that started this whole mess. Then spent a day with Rita to do some research on the map that Pilot and the Piranha had stolen. It was the last clue we needed for everything to slide into place. The Proctor, Yasmin Swift, Barton Pollock. The whole train of victims Pilot left in their wake. That I helped them leave. I made my final preparations. A few updates on the Thea, a few calls. Then I went over to Old Town. Old Town was the only part of Hyperion City that still had a connection to the old subway, behind a boarded-up door in a nondescript office building. So I went there. And I waited. And Ramses called. You know,
5: it took some doing, but I have the intel you asked for. Go ahead. First, I've sent the Thayer some internal research on the Free Domers. Does this really seem like the time to brush up on your conspiracy theories?
1: Only a conspiracy theory
7: till it's proven true, Ramses. Then it's just a conspiracy. Follow all leads,
5: I suppose. Detective knows best. Second, Thea, the techs completed the scans you asked for. They can't find the source of any malfunction. They think it's possible that stun blast you took shorted something. Or it could have been the head trauma. Or the lack of rest... Or the information overload in the museum, or all those things combined. This new update should be more stable, but...
1: They don't know. Great.
5: I'm sorry this has pushed you so far, Juno.
1: I really am. Yeah, well, the election's in three days. At least there's a finish line. And the third thing? Right.
7: Esther Swift. You found her? She is the daughter
5: of my park security director, Juno. Of course I found her. And I would have paid for her operation, whether or not you asked. You would even have paid if Yasmin had just asked me, but... Uh,
1: it's all accounted for now. All she had to do was ask. How the hell did we get here, Ramses? Where do you mean? All these people dying who never had to. I killed her. I didn't mean to do it. It was a mistake that took half a second and it'll haunt that kid forever. I killed her for nothing, and now you're saying she killed those three people for nothing, and... How the hell do you make sense of that? It just doesn't end, does it? We're just all locked into this loop of hurting each other, killing each other, for no good reason, forever.
5: It seems that way, yes. But soldiering on, in spite of how things seem, is what hope is for, I think.
1: Maybe. But don't you ever feel like hope is pointless, Ramses? Just a lot of. Like a lot of squirming when you're already underneath the boot, flailing for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, actually.
5: Yasmin Swift was a tragedy. Both what she did and what was done to her. By you and by every invisible force that made Esther's care more than she could afford. This city is planet. They're old, Juno. Barbaric in a lot of ways. Without the infrastructural solutions to crime and poverty that have been invented in the millennia since Mars was colonized, some people will always be crushed here. Jasmine Swift would never ask for help because the way things are built, she reasonably thought she'd never get it wealthy could fix these problems, could build a better city whenever they wanted. They haven't. And so it's up to us.
1: Us. (laughs) That sounds pretty smart, Ramses. I wish it was true.
5: Juno, I never had a child. I've never wanted one before and I don't want one now. A link of blood or genes or few short decades you may not even have enjoyed it never held any value for me
1: but i feel like your child to you yeah i get it
5: (laughs) no you don't i said i don't want a child listen please you won't get this from me again i have never wanted a child because a link of blood and years doesn't mean anything but a link of respect ideals I hired you looking for a bodyguard. I found a partner in good. Be safe. I don't want to be done with you yet. No matter which way this election goes.
1: You're that worried about it, huh?
5: Worry is caused by how much is at risk. Not how likely failure is. Home is on the line. You expect me to be calm. (laughs) I'll win. course I'll win. But first, I'll worry. Just be careful down there, Juno. I'll see you when you've caught
1: the crook. And I'll see you when you're even closer to a mummy than you already are.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, Juno.
1: Bye, Mayor O'Flaherty. Even when Ramses was off the line, I kept waiting. I wasn't going to go down there alone. The whole miasma mess had taught me that I couldn't let my ego get in the way of the job. Because a lone wolf might sound cool, but when the stakes are high, who do you want? The lone wolf or the pack? So, I'd called for help. From someone I'd worked well with before. Real well. And now all I had to do was wait. Stare at the neighborhood I'd grown up in. And wonder why I hadn't noticed what Pilot was doing sooner. Actually, I can tell you why I hadn't noticed it before. It's like when your brother dies and suddenly all you can see is families. In the park, on the streams, in the paper. And they were always there, but they don't jump out at you until you have that angle. Well, I had that angle now, and it was all I could see. Foreclosed apartment buildings, papered and campaign posters, people sleeping on the sidewalks underneath leave-it-to-the-pilot banners, Lou's call Nur Khan's letter, babbling-brook-realty, little things I'd completely missed on the first go-around. But now they'd shown just how big they were. Something was happening, something bigger than a heist, and Pilot was at its root. If anybody else noticed that, they didn't care. Why would they? We had recorded footage of Pilot waving a gun at hostages, and nobody batted an eye.
0: Pilot Pereira's cabinet issued a statement today explaining the mayor's participation in the recent robbery of the Museum of Colonized History. They said, quote, Mayor Pereira's dedication to understanding and thereby stopping crime goes beyond things like experts and books. They've always liked to get their hands dirty, end quote. The cabinet also reassured our sources that, quote, once all is said and done, we'll see that Pilot was vital in catching these thieves, not to mention the vigilantes responsible for the death of security guard Barton Pollock, who remain at large, end quote. The polls have not been updated since this incident, but analysts predict little change in Pilot's significant lead.
1: the end of an election can feel like the end of the world. Whether you win or lose, election day means the death of the old world of hope and promises, and where it was lies only the dregs of the promises that can actually be kept. And this here was supposed to be the end of this case. I had Pilot cornered in the subway now, and I'd either get them and stop their real estate scheme, or I'd get got. This was supposed to be the end. But it didn't feel like one. Not when I thought about how long it'd take to clean up those banners, to get those people under roofs again. Not when I saw the man under the lamppost wearing a beat-up brown jacket glaring at me with two onyx eyes. I recognized him, I realized. I'd seen him yesterday morning when I was on the roof and he was on the street under another lamppost by the museum. And here he was, watching me again. I took a step towards him and got distracted when a cab almost hit me. When I looked up again, the man in the brown jacket was gone. Thirty cruts. The hell? You expect me to pay you for trying to splatter me?
8: He was talking about my ride, Steele.
1: And then... she stepped out.
8: But you are paying him for me. Says all expenses paid, right on the invoice, remember? You taught me that one.
1: Alessandra Strong. Private Eye. In the months since we'd worked together, she'd built up quite the reputation in the P.I. registry. Maybe it was bad luck to start, or maybe it was choice, but even before I met her, every case Alessandra had taken had been a suicide mission. Guaranteed death. And she'd survived every single one of them. And why not? She'd survived the war. She'd survived fighting in the foxholes. They called her Cockroach Strong these days, because no matter how many times she should have died, she always seemed to make it out. That skill seemed pretty useful, given what I just signed up for.
2: Thanks, pal. Take it easy, alright?
1: Don't count on it.
8: So, this was just about the vaguest job offer I've ever been given. Message on my comms in the middle of the night. Hey, it's Steele. You said to call if I ever got in over my head. Well, that.
1: You can say no if you want. You're not gonna like it.
8: Hell of a salesman, Steele. Just pitch the damn case already.
1: Well, I can't tell you who we're working for. We're probably going to die, and if we don't, you might end up in a history book as a terrorist for, well, forever, basically.
8: Yeah, no, I don't like that.
1: Didn't think you would.
8: Why the hell should I take that stupid case?
1: Because if you don't, a whole lot of people are going to lose their homes, and a few people who don't deserve it are going to get very rich very quickly.
8: I mean, that's all very tempting, but I don't see how it's any different from- Also, you
1: need a lot of money within 20 days. I'm guessing 100k, maybe a little more?
8: How did you know that? Did you have Rita look into me?
1: Nope. But if you come along, I'll tell you how I figured it out.
8: Ugh! Fine, I'm in. Of course.
1: Knew you would be. I'll give you the details while we walk. You ready?
8: Yeah. Only... Look, no offense, but we barely know each other. Two days, months ago. This sounds like a lot of trust to put in someone you don't even know. So why me? Easy.
1: You were the only PI I could afford.
8: Never mind. Sorry I asked.
1: Yeah. Well, if you have any goodbyes, any last calls, I'd recommend you make them now, Alessandra.
8: Already made them.
1: All right, then. Let's go do some good together. We took the stairs one by one. Old Town got quiet behind us, and quieter, and quieter, then silent. It was the last time I'd ever hear it.
0: If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to The Penumbra on Patreon. Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com Penumbra thepenumbrapodcast. If you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you will receive access to commentary tracks like this one, from actors Kate Jones and Simon Moody, and co-creators Sophie Kainer and Kevin Viber. Very happy,
4: very happy. Smooth and smart. Yes, like, and like, but sells it and like right. makes it work, which is, I think, why we talk about Eddie Izzard. because, right. I mean, at, like, you know, no shade to Eddie Izzard. like his clothing choices are always horrible, but it's great, like <laughs> early, it's great. early
3: period Eddie Izzard. because later yes. on he did the whole like power suit. That's true. And, That's uh, true. The
4: um, and but I mean, it used to just be. so it was so egregious. Yeah. But but he made it work, and that right. was what I loved so much in them.
0: You can also support the Penumbra by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter at the Penumbra Pod, following us on Tumblr at the Penumbra Podcast, telling your friends about us, telling your friends to tell their friends about us, and especially by rating and reviewing our podcast on iTunes. Every rating, comment, and kind word spreads our stories further and inspires us to keep creating more and better tales to come. We would like to give special thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to Frenzy Liana, Charlie Spiegel, Minchowski, Lene Herman. Jamie Gunter, and the Princess and the Scrivener for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, Juno Steel and the Stolen City, was told by the following people. Joshua Elon as Juno Steel, Elliot Sicard as Captain Omar Khan, Avi Mian as Lieutenant Lou, Simon Moody as Mayor Pilot Pereira, Sophie Kaner as the Piranha, Matthew Zanzinger as Ramses O'Flaherty. Kate Jones as Fish Lips and Anemone, and Kat Buckingham as Alessandra Strong. On staff at The Penumbra, Kevin Vibert is our lead writer and recording engineer. Sophie Kaner is our director and sound designer. Graham Turner is our script editor. Noah Symes is our production manager. Alice Chung is our designer and financial manager. Original music by Ryan Vibert. Promotional art by Michaela Buckley. The Penumbra is created and produced by Sophie Kaner and Kevin Vibert. I'm afraid this is the end of the line for today, dear traveler. We hope you will ride with the Penumbra again soon.